Hey, this is Dizzy Reed from Guns N' Roses, and you are listening to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Hey, we're back. It's Dr. Fuck and... Oh, yeah! Yeah, total alcoholic and wildly. That's right, and we're doing uh, 1986 Part 2. We have a little time to spare to talk about a little couple little things. Uh, we don't have much time. So let's get right into it, Ian. All right. Well, first things first, man. The clock is ticking. Any of you last-minute motherfuckers that want your own episode... You got a couple more weeks to buy it, and that's it. Remember, next year, shit's limited. All right, enough of that. We'll see your ass in fucking Nashville. Right on. Let's get on to the, let's get to the iTunes reviews, shall we? No. We've been on for a while, kidding. so Go we, got, we got a couple to read. Okay. All right, our first review is a five-star review from Weston Winkle, entitled Best Podcast Around. He says, and I quote... If you want one of the funniest and entertaining shows that revolves around music, stop here. Because this is all you need. Each week, hosts Ian Wadley and Ralph Vieira pick an album and give you an in-depth and exciting review that keeps your attention the whole time through. Highly entertaining and an amazing sense of humor from unmatched charisma from both the hosts as well as the guests on the show. If you are looking for an amazing podcast that won't put you to sleep and have some fun along the way, you came to the right place. Thank you, Weston. Yeah, uh, I like how he says in the review, uh, how you know, if you pay attention. Obviously, he don't because he said your name before mine. I know, people are doing that lately. What's up with that? I don't know, man. They just have this, you know, it's jealousy. But thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Tinkle. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, yeah, I know you did. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, Wes. It's been on our page for, uh, for right, a while Weston, now. Killer, bro. Yeah, I know. He's a good guy. He contributes a lot. Always showing new vinyl he gets. Oh, gee. Hell yeah. That's where he pays attention. To me, when I put up my vinyl, he's like, hey, let me do the same thing. All right, Weston. Tinkle. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And we have one more. Once again, a five-star review. This one from Kevin's on Fire. Kevin! Whoa, 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 whoa! This one entitled Great Rock Slash Metal Podcast. He says, and I quote, Fairly new to the podcast, just finished episode 33. And I have to say, while listening to this podcast, I laugh, I cry, I drink, but more importantly, I rock. Yeah, he's on, I know that he's was on 33. Oh, he yeah. hasn't even heard shit yet. It gets better <laughs> there, dude. Yeah. Says, yeah, I know that was cheesy, but who doesn't like a little cheese? Episode 34 coming up. Hell yeah. And I don't even know what episode 34 was. Oh, I know it gets better and better, man. <laughs> yeah, if you like it now, stick around. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Kevin's on fire, and Whoa, thank you, Weston Winkle. Oh, Kevin's on fire. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep them iTunes reviews coming, and I will keep reading them. All right. Well, uh, since we've last recorded and talked, we both uh, went on some trips. Uh, mine was bittersweet, but uh, you had a real fun time in San Francisco, huh? Oh, did I ever with Mr. Bill Wang and Lee Gertzman. Woo! Holy shit. That what was, a tandem. That was crazy, man. We had a good time. We went everywhere, and you know, and uh, we kicked much ass. And uh, there's a lot of video proof up there. If uh, uh, anybody, have you seen our music video yet, Ian? No, I have not seen that yet. Oh my God! Me and uh, Lee wrote a song called "Tuck It In," and we filmed it on Wang's rooftop, and it came out quite delicious. Now, now, was this a true? Uh collaboratory effort or uh did you did you he just say what you wrote down no uh i wrote the lyrics he wrote the music nice and he did solos two two solos in it oh like like all ray manzarek like or john lord uh, what, what was the vibe he was going for it was more like god oh well, yeah. okay all right yeah. all right well uh i'm looking forward to the 45 yes that it's called tucked in Tuck it in. It's gonna tuck it the, in. It's gonna sweep the Grammys. Actually, the Grammys is not gonna nominate anybody else but, but us. That's how good it is. Nice. I'm all about three hours of just you two. That's right. No, I'm at the Me band. Me and Lee, YouTube. not the band. Yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you guys went and saw ELO, man. How was that? Ooh, flawless, flawless show. Incredible show. Oh my God, the, the production. The harmonies, the sound, the set list, everything I wanted to hear, they played. It was stellar, stellar performance. It was fucking unbelievable. And you know that. Yeah, one part was a little bittersweet, even though the the, the crowd went crazy. They actually did a traveling traveling Wilbury song. Oh, okay. Handle with care. Right. And right. when Tom Fetty flashed on the screen, the whole place like fucking erupted, and then. George Harrison, Roy Orbison, everybody went right. fucking nuts. It was it was sad, but very cool at the same time. And man, when they did Rockeria and Don't Bring Me Down and Evil Woman and uh, Turn to Stone, it, it was just, uh, they ended it with a rollover Beethoven and uh, it was just unbelievable. Did they play Xanadu? Yes, they did. <laughs> um, and did they... Did they show clips from the movie in the background? No, they show oh. like uh, they show like trippy stuff, you know. Okay. And uh, I I did see some video from this, and I gotta say, even on a phone, uh, the sound quality, man, it sounded amazing, and that place looked packed. Oh no, it was sold out. That's it was amazing. Complete, it was completely sold out. There were people out there with signs. Anybody got tickets? Wow, yeah, man, that, that's great. In 2018, out. that they. They sell out an arena. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, and also, you know, it's limited. They, they're doing like five shows around the state. So, you know, you have boneheads like me that'll fly in to see it, you know. That helps well, sell it out. You know, that's kind of the thing Maiden does now, too, in the U.S. You know, they tour everywhere else, like, extensively. But they only do a handful of uh, state shows. Yep, to sell and them out. It, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, man, it looked awesome. Yeah, that it was looked great. fucking killer. It was great. Flawless show, complete ten, ten plus. Bill loved it as well. Uh, Lee loved it too when he was awake. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah well, he... Lee, Lee was passed out during it. I always had to like nudge him when I knew it was a song he liked. So he would stay up for the song, and then he passed out, and then 
Like, you know, during Xanadu, I would let him sleep. <laughs> so, uh, was Lee a little intoxicated? Oh, man. A little. The guy was obliv- obliviated. Uh, whatever that word is. <laughs> obliviated. Oh, lovable Lee. Yeah, I love that guy. Lee. He was so cool to hang out with. So was Bill, man. They were... It was just... We had so much fun. It was a really fun time. A lot of laughs and... Uh, and boy, Bill, Bill's quite the cook, let me tell you. That guy oh, yeah? can cook. Oh, man. He made some delicious meals, the wraps and stuff. And, and what a tour guy. He took me everywhere. I saw, you know, I was like at the pier where Alcatraz is. We went to Golden Gate Bridge. We went to the Bay Bridge. We went to Tommy's Joint. We went like a lot of places, man. And uh, a lot of, you know, my only complaint is walking uphill. I hated that thing. I like walking, but I hate walking uphill. Especially the amount of hills we walked up. It was like, Jesus Christ, another one? Fuck. I mean, well, uh, I think it was Friday. We walked, uh, I'm not exaggerating, about four hours. We walked. Oh, I believe it, because I walked a lot when I was with them. But what helped is we, we were highly inebriated. Yeah. And I, I think that's what got me through. But I know that first day walking around with him, man, I made the mistake of wearing fucking some Jesus stompers. And my feet were fucking killing me. Next day, I wore some comfortable shoes, and it made all the difference in the world. Because, yeah, that's a lot of walking. Oh, yeah. It was but, quite but, quite, uh, quite the trek. But a, but a great time, man. I can't wait to see him again. And I, I'm jealous, man. We went out to eat. You got some home cooking. Yeah, yeah. Make, a lot I'm of make them, Yeah, I'm going to have to make him cook for me next time. <laughs> we, we only went out once to eat to Tommy's joint. You know, I said, yeah, this guy cooked me for me. So I treated him to Tommy's joint. Nice. Nice. Right on. Well, we will. I will get to party with the two of you in a couple weeks, man. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a long fucking weekend. Oh, boy. All three of us Woo. together. Wow. Woo. <laughs> Somebody's going to jail. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, while you were uh, partying in San Francisco, I was on a trip myself. Unfortunately, mine was based around a funeral. My, uh, my best friend's mother passed away, and she was pretty much my mother, too. Uh, so it was a bittersweet uh, trip, you know. We took some time off, and I was off Facebook for a while. And Yeah, I'm one of those, when shit like that happens, I don't put my life story on fucking Facebook. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. You know, Facebook is, is, is to have, you know, fun and post videos and dirty pictures and make fun of our president. You know, it's not for your real problems. <laughs> so I took a little vacation, but went home and saw some good friends. But uh, and, and I got to meet some new friends uh, that I've been friends with online for a while. Uh, two in the same day. I spent Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Uh, I got to meet Eric Cinnamon, who's been on our page for a long, long time. Uh, we did the. Uh, L.A. Woman review for him last year, and this year we did the down episode that we lost. We have to re-record. But uh, Eric is a hometown uh, fan. He's a little bit older than me, so we didn't know each other in school. But as it turns out, I was in love with his sister. <laughs> I was like, hey, are you related to Lisa Cinnamon? And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh my god, I wanted to be your brother-in-law. And we had a great time, man. Uh, he works with a friend of mine, and he's like, man, this guy's been asking about you, wants to meet you. It's like, fuck it, let's go past his house. So we knocked on his door, 
fucking hung out, man. He was loving it. He's got a fucking awesome place. Man, he gave me some awesome gifts and stuff. And uh, drank some beers over there. Well, he doesn't drink, but I did. <laughs> and I'm uh, checking out his old tape collection. And what did I find, lo and behold? <laughs> An old Sammy Hagar cassette. <laughs> and I go, hey, hey, what's this? He goes, it's get destroyed. It's get destroyed. He goes, turn turn, turn your phone on. <laughs> so we videotaped it. That was up already on the webpage. But it was a blast. Then we went out to lunch, man, and, and awesome. He treated me to lunch. It was amazing. Had a real good time with Eric. And uh, from now on, whenever I do make a trip back home to the mean streets of Kankakee, Illinois, uh, I'll definitely be hooking up with Eric. So, Eric, I, I just want to say thank you uh, so much, not only for listening, but... Uh, let me into your home and uh, take me out to lunch, and I had a great day with you, brother, and uh, look forward to many more. But uh, then I took a power nap and proceeded to hang out with the one and only Bob Reed. Uh, now, Bob Reed came to us through the great Bill Wang, and uh, him and his girlfriend Megan loved the show, uh, are always tuned into Wadzilla World and having a good time. And he drove down. He lives a little bit north of Chicago. And uh, I grew up about 50 minutes south of Chicago. But he made the trek. And, man, we hung out and had a good old fuck. We hung out at a fucking American Legion, which is kind of like a VFW. And sat there, drank dollar drafts, and listened to a classic rock cover band. And had a fucking hell of a night. We got tore up and had a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, Bob and Megan can't make it to this year's expo, but they are coming next year. And uh, supposedly they're going to bring us some treats. It's going to be a good time. Right on. <laughs> but uh, but I, I thank you so much for coming down, Bob. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Megan, even though she couldn't make it. But uh, they're big fans, and uh, I'm a big fan of theirs. So uh, it turned out there, there there was some positivity out of the trip. Well, I'm glad you had a good time on such a dire trip. Uh, you had a little silver lining on it, dude. So that's very cool. yeah, yeah. It, it was it was very nice. Got where, heads. Where, where yours was silver lining, mine was awesome too. But I lost my phone in San Francisco. Some people lose their hearts in San Francisco. Yeah, you beat me. You beat me to it. I lost, yeah, I lost my phone me. in San Francisco. When you text me that, I'm like, trying to do the math. I'm like, did he lose it at home or in San Francisco? You just text me, send me your number. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I ended up buying a better phone. I love my new phone, so it's like. Yeah, what'd you get? Oh, it's the same brand, but it's much bigger. Uh, LG, is that the name of it? I don't know. Okay. I, I, it's not yeah. near me. That's that, a brand. Yeah, that's a brand. I got that because I, I did like my old phone. I did like it. I had it for years and it never fucked up on me. But when I saw this one, I was like, wow, the screen is much bigger. The the pictures are much nicer. And uh, I, I like this one way more. So in a way, fuck it. Good. I lost it. You know, whatever. But um, yeah, you know, I walked off because I was nodding off. I was so tired and I'm nodding off on the train. Then when I get to the airport, I walk out and I'm like 50 feet away from the train. Some guy goes, hey, you left your phone. I was like, oh, shit. So I ran in the train not knowing which compartment train it was running through all these fucking and then i hear doors are closing i was like son of a bitch and but luckily i took my work phone with me i almost didn't 
I had my work phone turned off in my book bag, you know, just in case it's something like this. Something told me to take it. And I did, and it helped because, you know, I had to be picked up at the airport. And, uh, you know, you know, all of us don't have shit memorized anymore. Oh, hell no. So uh, I had my work phone, so I was able to get home, and uh, then I got my new phone, and everything's just dandy. Anyway, so uh, I did promise the people on the podcast page um, that we were going to talk about the news, but I'm going to have to break that promise because, you know, we talked about all this stuff, and this, this episode's pretty long. But I do want to throw in one little thing. Uh, oh, okay. My 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 record label has just released a new album from a band called Atomic, and I'm actually on one of the tracks. It's an amazing album. It's called The Fallout. If you are interested, I put up a. Well, they made a little video of clips from the songs that is so good. I mean, watch the clips. If you dig the thrash, you're gonna dig the clips and and uh, send me and buy and buy a copy because. You know, the way my record label works is that I break even, they keep the rest and make money all they want. I'm a very fair record label. I just want to break even. And I think it's great quality. It's a great CD. And, hey, chances are, I mean, look, I don't mean to insult the band, but they're kids. They don't know how to manage money. So chances are they ain't going to press anymore, and I'm not going to press anymore. So when these are done, I know they're going to end up fucking wasting their money on Skittles. They're young. They're young kids. They don't know. They don't know better. So with all the money they make off the CD, they're they're not going to save it to do another pressing. Even though I stressed it to them. Hey, listen, guys. I'm going to break even. You guys are going to have enough CDs to press more CDs in the future. So be wise. But you know that they're kids. You know. So um, Skittles and whores. That's all they're going to spend that money on. So you know they they like to eat Skittles off strippers' asses. Yeah. Kids today. They don't know. They don't know how to do it right. You know, they don't know the beauty of cocaine off strippers asses where, you know, I'm just going to break even. I took enough CDs where I am going to break even and it will soon be uh, not soon, but it'll eventually be up on CD baby, Amazon, shit like that. But shit, buy yours now. And if you buy yours now, I will send you two. I think there's, there's either two or three tracks that didn't make the album that are incredible. One is like, dude, I'm really mad. They didn't add this instrumental on the fucking album. That's so good. And then they do a a smoking version of Surf Nicaragua from Sacred Reich, in my opinion, better than their version. And you can only get it now. Because once it's up on CD Baby and shit like that, I ain't giving those MP3s away. So this is an exclusive for now. And, you know, I'm not telling you buy it. I'm saying listen. And if you listen and you like it, then you're going to want to buy it. So then you get an extra couple mp3s from me so uh you know um if you're on our facebook page or if you're not it's uh well i don't want to give it away now my paypal and everything because you know who knows uh that's kind of difficult i'd rather go one-on-one with people on uh on the messenger to get it you know everything planned right but atomic the fallout it's amazing you're probably hearing it under what i'm talking now if i remember to put it there that's uh, a really killer song off it, whatever it is, because all songs on there are killer. So uh, check it out. And Pingal Records uh, just released Atomics, The Fallout, and they're having a CD release party on the 2nd of September, which will be the first show Thrasher Die has played in over a year. Uh, I agreed to play it for them. And uh, check it out, The Fallout by Atomic on Pingal Records. Uh, won't be released till September 2nd, but I am willing to sell it now 
and give you free MP3s only to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast listeners. Exclusive. Thank you. Yes, and if you buy it, post it on the Rock and Metal Combat Facebook page, and I will like it. Yes. Yes. And it's very rare that Ian likes anything. Yeah, I just don't throw those Facebook. out there. That's that's hard earned. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Right on. So, what do you say we get into uh, a thing? And when we, you know, we do our news again, we'll talk about Vinnie Vincent's kiss and so on, which is up on the Almost Human Facebook page. If you want to see my thoughts on Vinnie Vincent's kiss, and also the Black Sabbath documentary, uh, Sorcerers of Death Construction, on the Eternal Idols Facebook page. Check it out. It's quite tasty. Well, by then it'll be old news, and I don't want to talk about Kiss anyway, so fuck it. Go to Almost Human and check out the video. See what Ralph thinks. That's right. And the Eternal Idol's more important, Black Sabbath, because they are a better band. Yeah, yeah. More people need to watch that. Less Kiss, more Sabbath. Dude, it's sad. The the amount, I mean, the the reviews have been all positive, because the Kiss one, you know, Kiss nerds, they're always, like, critiquing every little thing, where the Black Sabbath fuckers are watching it, and they're all leaving comments like, bro, I found out so much shit I didn't even know, you know? Where Kiss oh. fans, they'll be like, well, uh, I remember, dude, when I first put it up, one guy wrote, oh, man, this is, uh, there's nothing on here I didn't know. You know, it's like, not everybody's a fucking nerd like you. Fuck you, Kiss fans. Thank you. Amen. All right, let's get into the 1986 part two. And here we are with part two of the 1986 Metal Review. Yes. Yes, cliff notes, if you will, for the year in metal. Okay, the next one is, oh man, Obsession. Yeah, I need to check this shit out. I, I, I have no idea about this band, but I know you love them. Yeah, this is their first full-length album. They released an EP before called Martial Law, which is awesome. This one is fucking amazing. Uh, Scarred for Life, the title track. Uh, uh, Bang Em Till You Bleed, I'm Losing My Mind. Um, and the bonus track, which back then you couldn't find this album, Scarred for Life, on CD or vinyl. The only way you can get this back then was on cassette. Wow. And I, I heard Scarred for Life on uh, on Metal Shop. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to find this band. So, uh, yeah, when I found it on cassette, I did research it. Back then, it was not available on nothing but cassette. And it's a classic. If you like traditional metal, you absolutely love it. I can't make, wait to meet Mike Cassera. Would love to take my vinyls with me, but I know I'm not. Uh, but fuck it. Fuck autographs. I just want to meet the guy. And maybe I'll find an obsession, something obsession over there that he can sign. I don't own the, the, the loudness vinyls with him. I'll have them both on CD. So hopefully uh, I'll find it at the Rock and Pot Expo uh, vinyl stands. So he can sign it. But I love that guy. I think he's an amazing singer. I think the band is amazing. And it's a Stone Cold classic. Awesome. Well, the next one, uh, I don't know if I've listened to this album yet, but a band uh, I discovered probably a couple years ago. But, man, just great traditional metal to me is Omen. And, and Omen put out The Curse this year. What do you think of that one, Ralph? Love The Curse, man. I love the fucking title track. Holy Martyr, uh, Bounty Hunter. I opened for Omen. Um, nice. Maybe, maybe two years ago. Nice guys, great guys, and uh, to me, a historic band that really didn't go like very under. They were very underground even back then. But I owned this back then with uh, Warning of Danger and Nightmare. I owned all three of them 
back then because this was one of those you know bands that you know I saw the album I bought it and I ended up being very pleasantly surprised my first album I bought from them was uh, Warning of Danger so I think I bought The Curse when it was brand new because it sounds like around that time I bought it but yeah it's a great great fucking album great band I recommend all three albums I just mentioned and Amazing Live they're back together yeah, I, I put up an Omen band because I started doing this new thing on the page where I put up uh, In Case You Didn't Know and trying to put, like, either deep album cuts or, like, you know, underground bands to try to get people to check out. And, and a few people checked it out, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised, man. They're a great band. Well, another one, I, uh, next one I know you know, I'm not that familiar with, but I have heard a few songs of what I heard I liked. And that's Onslaught, uh, The Force. Do you like that one? Yes. Uh, Onslaught, The Force, and the previous one, which was called Powers from Hell, uh, were exactly what you were talking about with destruction and, uh, and creator. And, you know, it was, it was very pummeling uh, opposed to their later stuff. Right. But, oh, man, I worship these albums, dude. I have a, a tapestry of uh, Powers from Hell. And The Force is fucking great dude i mean the song let there be death uh what else is on that uh i think demonica is on there i get them confused with powers powers from hell but uh contract of blood i in blood i know is on there oh thrash till death um amazing shit and the band that inspired me to start thrash or die with one of the later albums called killing peace uh the title track of killing peace was uh the album that inspired me to start a thrash band so this band is very, very important to me. Awesome. All right. Well, the next one, <laughs> man, do I love this one and uh, you not so much, but it was a fucking huge hit. His biggest album uh, at that time is Ozzy with the Ultimate Sin. Go ahead and shit on it, Ralph. Yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. It's too much keyboardy and it's, uh, it's a lame production. Well, you know, I'm not. I don't know much about production, but what I do know is this shit is softer than baby shit. <laughs> it sounds so weak. I love Secret Loser. I've always loved Shot in the Dark. Uh, those are two standout tracks, and I don't mind Killer of Giants. The rest? Uh, I absolutely love this one. This was my first uh, first Ozzy. Of course, I saw the video for Shot in the Dark. And uh, I think this has the best uh, performance by Jakey Lee. My favorite Ozzy guitar player. Uh, I think it's great. The keyboards don't bother me so much on the album, but I went back and I watched the live video from this, and I was like, oh, my God. It was just drowned out by keyboards. And I remember a lot of people in school going to see this tour and talking about it. You know, it was, uh, Metallica opened up the Chicago show. And talking about how amazing Metallica was and Ozzy and shit like that. But, God, going back and watching that... Uh, Ultimate Ozzy video. Oh, the keyboards are just horrible. But as far as the album, I absolutely love it. Uh, You know, there are songs, uh, there are some songs I don't care for, like Thank God for the Bomb. Uh, And I'm not a a big fan of Killer of Giants. I'm not a big fan of Ozzy Balance at all. Uh, But I love Ultimate Sin, Secret Loser, Never Know Why, Never, uh, 
I like lightning strikes, fool never, like never, you. Never, never, I'll admit, has some great guitar playing. Yeah. I, I don't like the song, but I think Jake sounds really good. Does some good shit on that song. Yeah, and, and man, Jake should have stayed a lot longer with Ozzy. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a shame that didn't work out. And, and you want to talk about one, you know, that I wish would come back would be Jake. Man, I'd love to see him, like, I know everybody want to see him go out with Zach, and I love Zach and everything. I'd love to see him go out with Jake. You heard the new rumor. What's and, that? And, and it was actually a legitimate website, and I'm like, this can't be real. Uh, when this Ozzy tour ends, Ozzy's joining Zach Sabbath. I'm like, that can't be real. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't see that either. Yeah, but, I don't see that. But you never know. But no, I, I do. Uh, I love this album. I, uh, the album cover. Oh man, I, I lo- it is. I still have my fucking. No. I still album ha- cover is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I still have my metal jacket from uh, uh, from junior high, <laughs> and it's still. I can't button it all the way, but other than that, it still fits because I had it. I was so young and little, I had to buy this oversized jacket, and I still have from 1986 the same back patch you know because i have the patches on there but you know you had to have the big centerpiece back patch and i it, it's faded don't get me wrong but man i was so happy to have that fucking stitched on and uh man just just special memories and again you know hey if i got into them sooner you know maybe oh, you, you'd hate this Trust yeah me, you'd hate yeah this. i probably would but uh you, would. you know it's the same thing you know we're there, there's a lot of shit we're talking about in this year that I don't know. But, uh, you know, this is when I got into it. And this is one of those. It's just a fucking magical time, man, hearing this, like, new fucking music, man. And this this is one of them that was really fucking big. And, uh, and I still love it. Every time I listen to it, it puts a smile on my face. It makes me happy. And I, I think Ozzy really started going downhill after this album. Uh but you know, there's other people that love the Zach shit, and I love Zach. But you know, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, what's the next one? Uh, no rest for the wicked is when I said Ozzy's back. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, eh, on that I one. I love that album. And uh, you know, no more tears is one of those. Yeah, I was that all, one's hit or miss. I was all excited when it first came out because I thought the title track was the best thing he had done since Sabbath. Because by the time that came out, I was already schooled in Black Sabbath. You know, and, and I and I quickly discovered like, wow, Black Sabbath is about a gazillion times better than Ozzy solo stuff. Like night and day difference. I, I, I mean, I mean, I, even Ozzy's best to me doesn't hold a fucking candle to Black Sabbath. You know, with Ozzy. Well, I don't uh, think anybody does, but man, those right. first two albums with Ozzy to me are his best. Yeah, and I, don't get me wrong. I, I like you know my favorite album now is Diary of a Madman, uh, but still. It, that it, I, I give me fucking Tony Iommi over fucking Randy Rhodes any day of the week, and and I, I admit I love Randy Rhodes, a great guitar player. Give me fucking Tony Iommi and and that Black Sabbath sound any day over that stuff. Uh, but yeah, you know, and then to me it just got worse and worse. You know, Osmosis is fucking horrible, terrible, and the, and, and 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 the shit after that, man. It's like maybe you're lucky. You're lucky if you get one or two songs that are halfway worth a shit on any album that comes out after that. 
I like yeah. Facing Facing Hell. I like no. that song. Uh, Whatever. I don't know what album it's on, but I like that song. Yeah. I don't even remember, but it, it, it's so bad. It, it, it's so bad, and, and and I love Ozzy. I mean, I, and if you see him live, and you know, I've seen Ozzy probably more than any other person live. I've I've seen bands I've seen the most is Kiss, Ozzy, and uh, Pantera, and you know, you know, that's counting Black Sabbath and Ozzy solo. And he's always fun live, but god damn, it's always the same fucking set list. Um, but it's kind of like seeing David Lee Roth. Doesn't matter if he sounds great or not. He's so fucking entertaining, and the show is incredible, and everybody's happy. So uh, Ozzy was here like two months ago. I didn't go. Oh, that that show up in Jacksonville? No, no, it was down here. You can see the whole thing on YouTube. And, uh, I forgot something rock fest, dude. There was so many horrible bands opening, like Godsmack and shit Ugh. like that. And I was like, I'm not going to this. And I did end up watching the show, and, dude, they were tuned so low, man. It was, like, every, I mean, Ozzy didn't sound good. It was extremely tuned low. And then I look at the set list, and it's just the same crap over and over again. And then I see, like, oh, look, they're playing Miracle Man. Oh, wait, no, they're not. Uh, Zach Wilde does an instrumental of Miracle Man. I'm like, oh, oh. I'm not going to see this shit. So uh, I skipped. But I did watch it on YouTube, and I was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I I love that fucking album, man. So shoot me. All right. I don't care. I don't care. Oh good lord! Well, the next one. Oh my god! I I feel we really we can't talk about it because we're doing you a disservice to not force you to go listen to the episode. One of our greatest episodes ever. Oh my god! Yeah, that that's a fun one. Go listen that- to. That may be that may be our episode where we came up with the most tag phrases uh, to the people <laughs> that listen to our show. Oh yeah, that was a classic one, and I believe that was the swan song of uh, Lee Gertzman. It was his last episode. Poison, look what the cat dragged in. Which expect a review of uh, open, open up and say ah. Oh, so, I don't know soon, but we definitely got to tackle. Oh, that I, I can't. I can't wait. I've never heard it except for the singles, but I look forward to that one. Oh, I, I, I think we have to do the Unholy Trinity. I think we got to do Flesh and Blood, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down, dude. All I know is that I had so much fun, and I was dreading doing this one. And then I, listening to it that whole week, I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome for all the bad reasons. It was so bad. It was great. It was the Kiss Meets the Phantom of records. <laughs> Alrighty, well, the next one is one that, uh, hey, if you want to know what we think, go listen to the episode, because we did one for Queensryche Rage for Order, and uh, another legendary episode where we talk about things that make us cry, and yes, people, yes, seem, to was... en- <laughs> people yeah. seem to enjoy that one, yeah. but uh, the next one, oh my god, is this a fucking smoking turd, Quiet Riot 3. Oh, jeez. Oh my, is that bad? Oof. But uh, if I remember correctly, <laughs> you like the wild and the young. Love That's it. A, oh my god. I love that song, but the rest is just pure garbage. I saw this tour and Poison opened up, <laughs> and uh, oh my god! And and you know how I got this album was after the show. Uh, there were giveaways, and I got the the vinyl. 
And I never even heard this album. I heard, uh, you know, Wild and the Young. And, yeah, I was broke back then. And there's a lot of these albums in 86 I couldn't buy. Because, you know, it's either like, okay, am I going to buy Quiet Riot 3 or Master of Puppets, you know? So I took my chance. And then, you know, I was very disappointed that year because I did buy Somewhere in Time. I did buy Turbo. I did buy Ultimate Sin, you know, I, with my hard-earned money. Well, after, you know, those three three in a row, I'm like, well, man, Condition Critical wasn't that good. Even though I like Wild and the Young, I don't know if I'm going to like, you know, Quiet Ride 3. And boy, was I right, because when I took this album home that night, holy crap, this is terrible. I mean, really bad. It's fucking shit. The only yeah. good song on there is Wild in the Young. <laughs> and the only one I like, it's absolutely horrible, but I, I love it, is uh, Twilight Hotel. You see, you're, you're, you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> that is so bad. Oh, and, and, and so Wild in the bad. Young is good? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, God. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I can understand if you like Twilight Hotel and Wild in the Young, but you're going to pick Twilight Hotel over Wild in the Young? You're dumb. <laughs> All right, I'll take the next one. I love this one. Ooh, do I love this one. Street Lethal from Racer X. Oh, my God. This shit fucking rules with Jeff Martin. And, and uh, with Scott Tra- I don't think Scott Travis was on this one. But no. Paul Gilbert was on there. But Jeff Martin, what a... Dude, that guy was like Rob Halford. And Paul Gilbert's fucking... What a shred master. And uh, holy shit, what a great... Especially that title track. Wow. Hotter Than Fire, I remember, uh, Loud and Clear. Uh, great, great traditional metal album. Total Shred Master album. I think it was a Shrapnel album, too. I could be wrong. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I own this shit on vinyl. Another song I heard for the first time on Metal Shop was uh, the title track. And I remember buying this album, putting it on, and the first thing I hear is this fucking, like, two-minute instrumental of this guy, Paul Gilbert, just fucking ripping like a motherfucker and i was like oh this fucking album rules so this was one i actually did buy with my hard-earned money back then and was very very happy i'll let you take the next one all right rat dancing undercover um now this is one initially i was like eh, i didn't like it as much as the others and i, I still think it's a step down from uh out of the cellar and invasion of your privacy, but I, but I do love it, and to me, it's now the deep cuts. I do think it's a step down. I think it's them kind of second guessing because, you know, they did so huge with the uh, without the cellar. They did invasion of privacy, which did solid, um, but it didn't do as well. And by now, '86, you know, everybody was going a little bit lighter. Uh, you know, Bon Jovi wasn't. Uh, hit yet, uh, but you, you know everybody's in the stage, the studio at the time, so you can't really blame anything that came out in '86 on Bon Jovi. It's more like what came out, you know, after Slippery When Wet hit. But uh, it's just it's lighter overall, but it's still classic rat to me, and I absolutely fucking love it. Got it on vinyl. I dig it. Shock full of filler, but slip of the lip and body talk rule. I love those two songs. They're fucking great songs. But uh, the rest I didn't care for. I think It Doesn't Matter was kind of catchy. Um, but that's it. I mean, but I wasn't a fan of the one before it either. I thought it was chock full of filler, even though it had more more songs I enjoyed. But I like Slip of the Lip and Body Talk more than any song 
off invasion. So there you go. All right. Well, a band that we were lucky enough to see last year put out two uh, albums in 1986, and that's Raven with the Pack is Back and the Mad EP. And I'm not familiar with these ones yet, but I know a lot of people talk trash about the Pack is Back. What do you think? Rightfully so. <laughs> that's a terrible album. They fucked up. That was total label pressure, and uh, it's just a terrible album. Overall, and I hate to say that because I love Raven. Produced by Eddie Kramer. Well, he fucked up, you know. And uh, but the Mad EP was better. Uh, it, you know, it was uh, a little more rockier. I mean, still not as good as the stuff before it. But um, but man, I mean, just the package back is so bad. It's uh, it's it's terrible. It's really really bad. It, it's from from what I've heard, it's very cock rock. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very light in the loafers, uh, and it just doesn't do much. I think uh, Nightmare Ride was okay on that one. That's about it. All right. Well, the next one is a band I have, and I haven't got around to listening to yet, but I've heard uh, some good stuff about them, and that's Razor from uh, Thrash Band from Canada, put out Malicious Intent. Are you familiar with that? Classic, classic Canadian thrash. Love this fucking band. This album fucking rules. My favorite is the one before it, Evil Invaders, but this one has like the, you know, Tear Me to Pieces and Grindstone and, oh man, High Speed Metal. Good shit. Malicious Intent, the title track. Good stuff. I, I dig Razor a lot. Big fan. I was supposed to open for him, but uh, former former member fucked that one up, but whatever. Alrighty. Well, the next one is another band that I think I've only heard a couple of songs. Even though I got their stuff, I haven't checked it out yet. But the songs I did hear, I heard on your radio show. And I got to say, I thoroughly enjoyed them, was The Rods. The and, Rods, the New York version of Motorhead. And I don't know if these are two uh, separate albums or this is just one. Heavier Than Thou, Hollywood Project, is that? I don't know what the fuck Hollywood Project is. I, I have no idea what that is. But heavier than thou is awesome. I own okay. it. I own it on vinyl, and it's a classic. It's, you know, I mean, this is a band that very much stayed consistent. I don't think they've ever released a bad album. Uh, you know, some better than others, but I don't think the Rods ever released a shitty album. Uh, heavier than thou is classic. I love it. All right. Well, the next one is God coming down from heaven and giving us an album. It was entitled "Eat 'Em and Smile." Holy shit, do I love that fucking album. Uh, it's what should have been the next Van Halen record. Uh, very, sounds much more like Van Halen than uh, than that horrible fucking 5150 crap. Um, I loved it right away when it came out. You know, I was so upset about, you know, this band I'm getting into. Uh, you, know, you know, Van Halen, you know, my dad had the stuff. You know, I fell in love with 84 you know it was one of those records that didn't matter what kind of music you listened to everybody listened to van halen in, in 1984 so when this one came out i was like oh my god you know when yankee rose came out and the video was so awesome and i love going crazy i mean i love everything on the fucking album uh just real solid by far the greatest uh david lee ross solo album uh in fucking credible. 
Well, Ian, if you want to know what I think, go listen to episode one of yeah. the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Not only episode one, but we redid it for uh, David Lee Roth and Steve I years. Oh, we did it twice. Called it yeah. fuck. Yeah. And you, and you talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, how can I not talk about David Lee Roth? All right, Ian, you ever heard of a band called Satan? Oh, yes, I have. Oh, boy, is that a good band. I dig so. All right, next time. <laughs> but I am not familiar with this EP. Yeah, I I, 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 ha- I don't own it, but I have heard it's really good. But uh, I have the other stuff. And their last one was incredible. And they played they played uh, Georgia, and I didn't go because I don't ban girls in Canada. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right, all right. Oh, Sabotage, Fight for the Rock. You know this one? No, I do not. I have it, and I haven't got around to listen to it. Is this the one where the, uh, they sold out? Yes. It's terrible. Stay away. Uh, there's only who, one song. Who knows? I, I might like that one. <laughs> no, I, I really don't think you will, Kevin. Uh, Kevin wow. Kevin. <laughs> Ian. Ian. Uh, there's one good song on it that sounds like Sabotage. It's called Hide, which is about, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And, but the rest of it is like AOR garbage. No, I know you, Ian, and I know you like a lot of crap, but this one you won't. I, I really think you even hearing this, you'll be like, oh. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I keep hearing it's commercial. Uh, does he change his vocal styling as well, or, or does he still sing and say, ah, ah, ah? You know, just the music is no, cock rocky, or is yeah, everything he does, changed? He doesn't do the ah ahs. Oh, well, maybe then. I, I don't know. I'll, you piqued my curiosity now. Now I'm going to have to go back and listen to this one. Well, go just check for... it out. I mean, who yeah. knows, man? Who you know? I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, well, then again, yeah, there is kind of parental guidance-ish uh, vibe to some of it. So, yeah, you never know. I mean, but to tell you the truth, I don't... I never go listen to that album. So there may be, like, you know, ah, oh, we sold out. Ah, ah, we sold out. Ah, <laughs> ah. And I missed it, you know? <clears throat> Uh, all right. All right. What's next, Ian? Well, I'm sure you're familiar with Sepultura's debut, Mortal Visions. Or yes. Mor- Morbid Visions, I'm sorry. Yes. I have it on vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Original co- copy or? Uh... Yes, I have the original. Okay. Nice. I bought it from a dude that bought it way back then and uh, for a good price. I think he sold it to me for like 15 bucks and it's an EP. You know? It's not bad. Right. Not bad. I also have the. You know the the CD that brings bestial devastation, right? Um, I'm not too big on this one to tell you the truth. I think it's a little too dirty even for me. I um, would ag- I would agree. I, I love me some Sepultura, uh, and there's a few things I like on uh, you know like schizophrenia and shit. But to me, it really with them it starts with uh, what was first Arise or Beneath the Remain Arise, I think, right? No, no, Arise was after Beneath the Remain. Arise okay, to me so- is their last great album. So beneath the ra- the remains, that's when I'm really, uh, you know, the, the stuff I really get into. Now, I don't know, maybe in the future I'll, I'll get into the earlier shit. But yeah, it was just too, too, too raw, you, you know, you know, and unpolished. Uh, you know, I think they really became Sepultura. But the landmark one is next, and what's that one, Ian? Holy shit! Uh, probably only the greatest thrash album of all time. From Slayer, Rain in Blood. Holy shit. Now, this is one 
you know, very vividly remember buying this, this and Abigail around the same time, just because, uh, you know, and, and this shit, you made, you, I, you had to buy Metal Maniacs to read about these bands, <laughs> you know, but everybody talking about Slayer, man, you had to have Slayer, and I just wanted, like, the most evilest shit, I loved all that Satan shit when I was young, still do, better written character, um, but man, when I heard this, I was mortified, I was like, this is noise, this isn't music at all, I'm like, you know, this, this is worse than Metallica, you know, Metallica was a hard sell. Like, really what got me into thrash was Anthrax because of Belladonna's vocals, you know, because I couldn't stand all the thrash singers, you know. I wanted everybody to sound like Paul Stanley. But, uh, so I gave up on Slayer until I heard Seasons of the Abyss. And then I was like, oh, man, I got to give this band another chance, man. Then I went back, and now uh, I absolutely love it. And I get what you say about how, you know, you have a hard time hearing a single song from this. You have to hear it from start to finish. And I mean, fuck, it's only like 28 minutes long. But it's 28 minutes of fucking perfection. Holy shit is this good, you know? And it just, you know, it pisses me off I didn't get it right away because I could have been listening to it for like four more years. <laughs> but, uh, oh my God. I mean, what what can you say about this that hasn't been said? Well, I know we'll review it someday. Uh, but it'll be a boring review just because we'll fucking... You know, we'll love everything. Yeah, well, we're, uh, when we review it, we're going to review it as one song. Yeah, one song. This kicks ass. This 28-minute right. opus. <laughs> Let's get to the plugs. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's fucking landmark. And it's true, true fucking thrash. There's nothing that's, uh, you know, oh, this is uh, us experimenting with acoustic guitars and we're branching out musically. No, they just, like, they honed what they already had. You know, it has... I mean, it, it does have a mix. I mean, there there are... It's not as complex as, as Hella Waits, but there's elements of it, and there's also elements of the rawness of uh, Show No Mercy. But, I mean, this is just the sound, and they had better production thanks to Rick Rubin. I mean, he really got the best sound out of Slayer, but without compromising them one bit. You know, he just gave it a better production value. And, uh, man, it pays off in spades. I mean, it, it, it's fucking amazing. It's landmark. You know, and to some people, this is like their last great Slayer album. You know, I, I, I disagree. Uh, but I, I, I love all Slayer. I just love some more than others. But there's not one Slayer album that I'm like, eh. You know. The only one I even come close to being, eh is, uh, you know, the, the punk covers Undisputed Attitude, but uh, everything other than that, uh, I love them all, just some I like more than others. Uh, but Rain and Blood is in a in a league all of its, itself, man, and uh, if you don't get Slayer and, and you know, you're, you're as old as me, then you just don't know. <laughs> I can see, like, the first time, if you never heard Thrash, but if you know Thrash and you understand it now and you get it and you don't get this album, fuck you. It's fucking Slayer, Rain of Blood. It's perfect. You know, you know, I had the same deal with Slayer when I bought Show No Mercy. It's not like I hated it. Oh, I thought you liked it right away. Really, it had to grow on you, huh? No, yeah, not that much because I remember liking Black Magic the first time I heard the album. But I was kind of like, because, mm. you know, at that time I was buying everything that was obscure. Slayer, yes, kitties. At one time, Slayer was very obscure. And, uh... 
and I bought that album and because of the album cover, really. And and also the, the selling point of that album was Jeff Hanneman in the back with the upside down cross and the Les Paul. I was like, oh, right. fuck, I got to get this. Right. But I was like, nah, you know, it's no merciful fate. And still, I still don't think it's no merciful fate, but I'm biased when it comes to that. But <clears throat> Rain and Blood, you know, people are always like, oh, it's the greatest thrash album ever and it's the best thing ever. Yeah, you know, to me, I agree. Fuck yeah. This album rules. Now, here's the thing, though. There are a couple albums I would put in par. And one of them came out this that year was, I think Darkness Ascends and Violence's uh, Eternal Nightmare both are as good as Rain and Blood. I put them both what and what. But Rain and Blood, <clears throat> which you will meet them in Nashville, my buddy Ronnie Spruce was the guy that bought it first. I already knew Slayer. I already was worshiping Slayer. And, uh, man, I'll never forget hearing this in the car. And I was in the back seat, and I, but first listen, I remember head banging like crazy. And, you know, when when Angel of Death kicked in with the scream, I was like, holy shit, dude, dude, rewind that. <laughs> I got out of the rewind it. Put that back. Holy shit, that was awesome, you know? And, yes, it is. it, it is aged wonderfully. It's an amazing album, but I think I suffer from, you know, countercultural when it comes to this album because, nah, for me it's all about, you know, for, for a while there my favorite was uh, Hell Awaits, then my favorite was Show No Mercy, now my favorite's Haunting the Chapel. This has never been my favorite, and I'm wrong. This has, this is the best Slayer <laughs> album, you know. And, well, I, 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 I like that with some other bands. There, there's bands that I admit that. Their best album isn't my favorite. So, yeah, like I mean, Back in Black with Brian Johnson. The Brian Johnson ACDC stuff. You think that's the best ACDC album, or are you just saying the best no, Brian Johnson? The, the best Brian Johnson ACDC album is Back in Black. It's okay. science, but right, yeah, you, okay. say, you say it's, for those who are about to rock, the same is my reason, favorite. Yeah. yeah, the same reason I say Haunted the Chapel is my favorite. You know, right. We're both bullshitting ourselves. <laughs> you know? We're both but, full of shit. Well, well, no, I mean, I mean, I think we're we're being very honest though. When we we, we can admit like one, there's there's something superior about it, but but it doesn't necessarily mean it's our favorite. I mean, it's all it's like a painting. Something could be somebody's best painting, but it's not necessarily your favorite painting. Or the same with a movie. That's where you know it's all objectional, you know, to the listener. You know. Uh, hey, stop uh, getting philosophical. I never went to college. Okay. Okay. Bye. But, but one thing, uh, you know, it's, it's, I think back, you know, Slayer, my friends used to use this, they'd laugh when I'd get so drunk and I'd pass out at a party, and so he'd be like, oh my god, he's passed out, and they're like, watch this, watch this, and they'll put in Slayer, <laughs> and usually they'll put in the title track, and I, I could be like in a fucking coma, and I hear that, you know, na 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 I mean, that's still like the greatest. I mean, when that kicks in, that jump, 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 jump. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just. <laughs> if you don't feel that, dude, you don't feel metal. I don't care. But I know a lot of people who like thrash, and they just hate fucking Slayer. No, they and, don't like thrash. And, and well, well, yeah, I, I guess I guess you're right. I, I should say, I know Metallica fans who don't like Slayer. That's a better way to rephrase Yeah, that's it. not thrash fans. Yeah, they, they say they like thrash because they like Metallica, but but a lot of, you know, and, and for different reasons. Some people are like, uh, I love Jesus. I don't like devil lyrics, you know, and then some people, 
uh, don't appreciate the chaotic guitars that are Jeff Hanneman and, and, and Carrie King because it is very abstract. You know what I mean? Uh, they're playing. It's not as like fluid as like you know uh, Tipton Downing kind of thing. You know, or Hetfield. Yeah. He- yeah, you know what I mean. That that's very. It's more sporadic. But, yeah, it, it's more sporadic. It's just kind of, you know, it's kind of like a lot. Like I, Frank Zappa is my favorite guitar player, and he has a lot of stuff that if you listen to it, you know, to, to uh, you know, somebody who doesn't really understand music, they would just say it doesn't have a flow. But there's there's a chaotic, like I don't know. It's it's just it makes sense, but it's not traditional, you know. But it's like. They have talent, you know. It just doesn't sound like anything else, and I love that. Uh, and and I, you know, fuck, you know, Jeff Hanneman, what a fucking loss that was. Because all my, all my my favorite stuff was Hanneman stuff. You know, I, I I love Carrie. Don't get me wrong, but I was always a Hanneman guy. And uh, you know, a lot of times his songs would tend to be my favorites. And uh, but this one's a perfect mix. After this album, you know, you look at them and. and even Slayer refers to him as, okay, this was a Hanneman album. This was a Carrie King album. Uh, you know, as to who did the most writing and stuff, but holy shit, I mean, this is just whew. but But we gotta save some shit for when we finally do a review on this one. Yeah, and as we're recording this, Slayer is playing Orlando. All my buddies are up there and uh, the dude that I'm with uh, in Old Leather, which someday it'll come out. He wrote me, he goes, ah, I'll see you tonight, bro. And I was like, dude, I ain't going. He's like, what? And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't know, man. You know, I just, I don't, and there's a gut, and I hope I'm right. There's like this gut feeling I have that they're going to come down here on some second leg tour and shit. I hope so, because they're not coming by me either. And I saw, I saw the set list and it was like, no, I'm sorry. It, It didn't really entice me. I mean. Only one song on there, and it's Later Slayer. That I'm not a big Later Slayer fan, but I love that song Payback right. from God Hates Us All. I was like, wow, they're putting that in the set list. Now that's yeah. cool. But um, I just like, uh, I mean, I wish I can see it. Don't get me wrong, I want to see the final Slayer tour, but yeah. I, I think the set list is what you know, kind of like. Uh, well, Slayer is kind of like you know the, the Kiss of Thrash. They've been milking pretty much the same set list for a long long time and i saw him you know on the repentless tour I did too. Uh, here in new orleans and it was incredible dude it was probably one of the best slayer shows i ever saw i thought gary holt did an amazing job very they're, good they're great they're great but there's there's just something missing dude and i'm not and it's not it's mainly because of uh lombardo really because even in the 90s when i saw Divine Intervention, I was like, man, the drums are too perfect. You know, it doesn't have that loose uh, feel, you know? I, I, I per, of, of course, I prefer Lombardo, but there's no way I'm going to hate on Bostoff. Bostoff is fucking awesome. I love Bostoff. I'm a huge he fan is, of Forbidden, he, you know? He is an, I love what he did in Forbidden. I love what he did in fucking uh, Exodus. I love what he did in fucking Testament. He's a great drummer. The, what he suffers from is not being called Dave Lombardo. That's the only that that no he doesn't have that loose feel like no 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 like, that's I, like I, comparing I, you know I don't know like Cozy Powell to Bill Ward I mean there's a big difference Cozy Powell's amazing okay yeah okay you know okay what I'm trying to say? in see, Slayer yeah. you know in Slayer I think 
it grooves better with uh, with Lombardo. He's not bad. I'm telling you, I loved. I I did see the Gary Holt lineup once. I saw him with Bostoff more than more than Lombardo. Really, I saw yeah, him all through too. the '90s. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> but there's just something special when Lombardo came back. It was like oh, because the yeah. first time I saw Lombardo was Slayer when he came back was when they did the whole Rain and Blood album. And yeah. I went to that show going, okay, cool. I get to see the whole Rain and Blood. Dude, they pulled out Fight Till Death. Um, uh, at Dawn They Sleep. They did all these other... And I was like, you know what, dude? I left that show going, dude, they played songs that I'm even happier than seeing the whole Rain and Blood album, you know? Um, but yeah, I saw you know, it too where I loved it. Oh my God, was that good. That was, so. that was probably... That was probably the be- yeah, definitely the best Slayer show I ever saw. But yeah, my, my thing my thing with Bostoff though is it's not like, you know, you're replacing Steven Adler with Matt Sorum. You know, he's not a boring yeah, drummer. That, no, no, yeah. yeah. I, I hate to slam him. I'm just saying, you know, going to see Slayer, you know, without Hanneman, you know, and, and Gary right. does a great job. I'm not yeah. slamming it. And I and I saw that tour, I saw that lineup once. You know, I saw the Repentless tour here at the... Miami Beach place, but and it was great. It was awesome. I, I have no complaints. Even though a certain ex drummer of mine hated it, he left during it. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, that shit was what? Crazy. Yeah, I know. Was, yeah, fucking, oh, I'm out of here, bro. Oh, bro, I fucked this shit. But but and he's a drummer. <laughs> I thought it was awesome, but yeah, but still, you know, it's like. You know, I thought Creatures of the Night Tour was incredible, you know, but it's still not Ace, you know, it's still, there's right. that little thing I'm missing, I'm feeling, so I thought, fuck, dude, if they, let me tell you something, we wouldn't do, be doing this show right now if that set list had Cryonics on it, because that's my favorite Slayer song, <laughs> and I've right never seen them play Cryonics, so if they would have played Cryonics, that, yeah. that one song would have made me do that three-hour trip. Well, well, that's something that really disappointed me, uh, with this being you know, the so-called farewell tour, uh, is, is change it up, you know? Cause that's, that's the thing about Slayer, man. It's from, from fucking seasons on it's, it's been pretty much a set play. I mean, there, there's so many shit, you know, you're hearing every tour and a few changes here and there, but I was really hoping for a farewell. They were going to do more of a retrospective and, yeah. and bring, bring out some, some deep dude. Hey, I fucking love Mandatory Suicide, man. One of my favorite Slayer songs ever, but I would lose Mandatory Suicide to hear something like Cry Out or anything off of fucking Show No Mercy for, the, for that matter. Yeah, they're only you, playing you know, Black Magic, or, which or, I love Black Magic, but still. You know, l- let me fucking, you know, give me some goddamn Expendable Youth or, or, or Skeletons of Society or, you know, fucking... Man, Skeletons you know, of Society. What a great song. You know, or Behind the Crooked Cross. Yeah. You know, Something like that, you know. Give me some deep cuts off of those albums, Praise you know. Of death. Right, man. That would you be know, amazing to see that. You know, but uh, I mean, fuck it. If if they were here, you know, same thing. I'd be there, dude. Because fucking Slayer, dude. It's, yeah, it's, no, honestly, Slayer. With, with this set list, and they were playing Miami or down here yeah. somewhere, I would Fort Lauderdale. I would have gone. I would it, be it, there tonight. But it's it's damn near the same set list as the Repentless tour, with maybe one or two songs different. It's the same fucking set list. And it's crazy. It's like wow, I see two Repentless songs and just one from Show No Mercy. I'm sorry, that to me is kind of weak. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's still going to be a good show. These people now probably having a great time. I love Behemoth. 
uh, they're playing it. And, you know, it'd be, I would have loved to seen a Testaments playing it. You know, yeah. Anthrax. I mean, it, it's a good night out, but I just felt like, well, we're gonna have to pay for a hotel and gas and blah blah blah, and then I gotta go to work the next day. And I'm already fucking old. I'm elderly. I'm only a couple of years away from the Denny's uh, meal. <laughs> you know, the Denny's menu, you know, thing. So it's like, ah, fuck, dude. And, and believe me, I could have got a free ride and everything, you know. But I was like, I just thought I almost had a free ticket. I almost did go. But then it was like when and that fell through, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to it's not, look, it's one of those bands. OK, it's a farewell tour. But I saw the South of Heaven tour. I saw I saw. Uh, seasons, you know, I saw every tour basically after that, you know And uh, the reason I think I believe Rain and Blood sounds so great is because uh, This is a true story and okay. while it was being recorded Rick Rubin was sitting up. Oh That makes a difference. Yes, it really does <laughs> All right, all right, all right, what's next? All right, now this is one I love this band, but I haven't got around to checking out this album. Maybe you have Sodom, Obsessed by Cruelty. Oh, yeah, it's a great one. Uh, Death Like Sentence is great. Uh, the title track. Yeah, it's a, it's a great album. I would. Uh, uh, I think you'll like it. It's more. Uh, it's not as dirty as the older one. I, I would say out of the, you know, the big three from Germany, which is, you know, Creator, Destruction, and Sodom. Sodom is my favorite. Yeah, mine too. Uh, I, I fucking love some Sodom. I, I love all three of those bands. But I, w- I would say, you know, if, if you go overall, uh, it, you know, discography, I would have to, to give Sodom the edge. Uh, and they're still putting out great albums. Yeah. Uh, but I would have to say all three of them ha- have really hit a renaissance in the last 10 years. They've been putting out amazing albums, all three of those. Uh, basically like 18 years, really, around 2000. Oh, yeah, yeah you're, really you're right. Yeah, you're, you're right. I guess I always forget what year it is. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, great shit, man. I, I'll tell you one of the later uh, Sodom ones I really love. It. I believe it's called Blood Red. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what, what? I mean, if you love Slayer, check that out, man. I mean, just uh, really good. Not necessarily like it, totally Slayer, but think like maybe Seasons of the Abyss era Slayer. I don't know, man. I, I really dig it, man. Sodom, definitely. I would love it. Have you seen Sodom live? Never, man. Unfortunately. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, it's such a shame. Uh, oh. they're, they're, that's one band that always has paper problems to get in the States. Yeah. Uh, even before Trump. I mean, those guys are a mess. And, uh, <laughs> but they have played the cruise, and unfortunately, the times I've been on the 70 Tons cruise, uh, they were never on there. So, yeah, I, that's... That's definitely a bucket list band I gotta see. Fucking A. Yeah. The next one uh, is a Striper. Uh, yes. To Hell with the Devil, their breakthrough album. Uh, I love Striper. I, you know, but to tell you the truth, I, I'm more of a fan of Striper today than I was back then. Even though I did like Striper back then, and uh, out of all those albums in, in, back then, this would be my favorite one. Um, you know, it has the heavy stuff, but I love. The poppy call it on you. I like uh, the mid tempo free, you know. And then, uh, you know, honestly is where I skip. I hate that fucking song. Mm-hmm. I hate when Striper does ballads because they really, they really pour, they pour that sugar on those ballads, boy. They're a little too sweet. 
It's like terrible shit, but The Way, More Than a Man is probably their heaviest song ever. Uh, and uh, I, I love uh, uh, Holding On, which is totally gay, but I love it. It's one of those poppy songs, and uh, uh, it's a great album, I mean, for the most part. There's some songs, oh, uh, what was the other? There's another ballad on here that's even even worse than Honestly. Really? Yeah, it's even worse, and I can't remember the name of that one, but it's on side two, and it's so bad. All of Me? That's the one. All of Me. I'm just I'm just judging by towels because honestly, uh, I probably have not heard this since 1986. I mean, I talked about it earlier in the episode. Got this at Kmart uh, the same day as as uh, Peace Cells, and I just I really love the title track. I still do. As much as I bag on fucking Striper, uh, I love the title track. But the only ones I remember, I remember. Of course, title track "Calling on You." I remember "Free," and honestly, that's uh, that's the only ones I remember. I would like to go. I, I should go back and revisit this, you know, because I have all of these mainly because of you. Because <laughs> I, I get it from Mister X, so I can send them to you. But I, I don't listen to it. Why does Mister X never send? Always have to send it to you first. What's his problem with you? He doesn't like Cubans. Oh man! Well, shit. Neither do I. <laughs> fuck, tell him yeah, that. I, I need to introduce you guys. <laughs> yeah, man, fuck. I mean, I'm all about the X, man. I jack off constantly to it. But, uh, it, yeah, I, I think this would, this would be fun, man. I, actually, I think at some point we should review this. I, I think it would be a fun review. Yeah, no, yeah, I could definitely see you get really upset during this album. Who knows? Maybe I like, like I said, dude, I do not deny... I still fucking... I, I think title track's a fucking slamming oh, fucking fuck track. Yeah. And you know that Michael Sweet still hits that high note at the end of that song a lot. Oh, yeah. He can he can sing, man. I heard the shit he did with Boston, and I was like... Because when I first heard that, I was like, man, talk about a sacrilege. You know? And I'm not even religious. But I was like, oh, no. But then I heard it, I was like, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. You know? But there are a lot of times in, in striper music, uh, that his voice grates on my nerves, but I fully acknowledge that this motherfucker can sing. It's just not my style. But uh, I mean, he's got talent, but he does come off as kind of pompous in some interviews and shit like that, in my opinion. Right. Uh, but a little holier than thou, if you will. Uh, but uh, hey, man, I will, I will never deny the fact that I love that title track and and probably I'd probably still like calling on you and free I remember like that yeah honestly though oh boy but uh this would be a fun review to uh partake in something and and review I think we could have fun with this with the with the right special guest (laughs) I love it but I gotta tell you man my favorite striper are the last three albums so yeah, good. You keep saying that. Yeah, because you know the musically, I think it's much better, and I really love the this, the problem I had with Striper in the past. Even though I had to overlook it because it was so good, was you know the constant Jesus, constant God, over and over and over. It was God. It, it sounded like you know like they're being very lazy with the lyrics, and now they're not. Now they sing about Jesus and God, but alluding to it. You know, yeah, now and then, you know, you know, he'll, he'll blurt out Jesus or God in a song here and there. But 
Uh, you know, they, they, a lot of their songs, they're talking about God, but, they, you know, you have to really read the lyrics to notice that because they're, I don't know, I just think they've, they're, they, they've very much matured. Yeah. And uh, I just think they're, they're they're fucking awesome now, really good. And I've always and I think Oz Fox is an amazing, amazing guitar player. And I still think Michael Sweet's a better guitar player than him. That and, guy, multi talented dude. And, and Oz Fox is married to an amazing hooker. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what is it? Jesus hookers for Jesus or something. Like yeah, that? yeah. She reforms uh, hookers. I'd like to bang her. <laughs> I don't even know what she looks like, but yeah. I, 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 you know, she was a hooker, and now she's yeah. a Jesus. Hey, yeah, I, I, I think the most appalling thing about Slayer—I mean Slayer—Striper uh, is, uh, you know, I, I, I just hope it doesn't lead anybody into religion, <laughs> you know, because well, I think it, that, it, it that's that's abuse. It actually has, but I'll tell you one thing about uh, Striper—they were booked. I, you remember this story? Uh, they were booked to play a festival with Slayer, and Slayer backed out. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I was like, "What a bunch of pussies!" I mean, Striper's willing to play with Slayer, but Slayer's like, "No, we're not gonna play with Striper." Well, I, I think that's what it was. No, I'm sorry. That's no different than what Dave Mustaine says about black metal bands. Right? I'm no, I, I think what it was though. I, I mean, you gotta look back at the context. That was a long, long time ago, and I think just Slayer would have seen that as like, you know, that'd be like us playing with Warren, you know, the kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't think it was. Uh, their religious beliefs I think it was more like they didn't want to be seen playing with a poser band because remember I mean back then Thrash was all about fuck that no, shit no that wasn't way back then that was like in the 2000s dude early 2000s or maybe oh, the later thought, 2000s no I thought that was back in the 80s no dude this was oh. internet uh, it was the internet was already on that's, that's, that's funny because I, I saw something with Kerry King where he was saying he would do that well he, I'm telling you it was about nah. maybe 10-15 okay. years ago uh, it was either early 2000s, mid 2000s. I remember that vividly. They pulled out. I mean, the, the show was booked. Well, I yeah, think it was in Mexico, and it was booked. And then when they found out Striper was playing it, they 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 backed out. And I and I just thought, you know, if you're gonna complain about Dave Mustaine with black metal bands, then you know you have no right to fucking defend this shit. No, I, I see what you're saying. Then I mean, if it was if it was recently, like they're all fucking grown adults now. And they did that? Yeah, that sucks. I, I always thought it was earlier, but, you know, fuck, I was wrong once. Fuck it. Yeah, now. This is the only time you've ever been wrong. <laughs> Impressive, dude. It took you all this time. Yeah, well, I don't try a lot, so, uh, you know, it, it helps Helps the score. Parental our... <laughs> Love that shit. Hey, I love We Are One. <laughs> we oh, suck. God. Oh, yeah. We are flawed human beings. We people. are so flawed. <laughs> All right, well, the next one I think we can talk about, well, maybe you might know, because I, I love this band, but I'm not familiar with this album. But the German band, who a lot of people say it should be the big four of German thrash, and they should be involved, is Tankard. I love this album. Uh, Zombie one, Attack. Yeah, it's, yeah. One of the, it's one of their best albums, and I absolutely love, love, love fucking uh, Tankard. You know who hates Tankard is... Uh, Schmier from uh, Destruction. Uh, I, I think I've heard that. Yeah. Does he call him like a joke band? Yeah, or yeah. Like it's that? actually on YouTube him talking about it. But, uh, dude, Empty Tankard is one of their greatest songs ever. And Thrash Till Death, I mean, that title says it all. The fucking title track. 
Alcohol. I mean, it's great. What I love, love about Tick Man, they just have fun with it. I mean, it's great thrash music if you like music, but lyrically it's just they don't try to be evil. They don't try to be, uh, you know, trendy. They're just like, hey, we're some German fucking alcoholics that yeah. love thrash, you know? And I I love that, that, that they just, you know, to me they're almost kind of like how Anthrax used to be back in the day. You know, Anthrax never took themselves as serious, serious as the other bands and shit like that. And they took a lot of heat for that, you know, because while everybody else is Satan and seriousness, you know, they're running around in shorts and stuff and, you know, laughing and shit. And that's that's what Tankard is, man. But there's they bring it musically. Oh, yeah. They're, you know, they're, you know they're what I mean? Musically. And they're kind of like, yeah, we, we sing what we do. We make no apologies. Fuck you. Where Anthrax is like, hey, guys, let's uh, put on pants now. and Let's get serious. Sellouts. Yeah. No, I, I hear what you. But you know what I mean? I mean, you remember you, you're old enough to remember back then that there was certain people who looked down on that, like, oh, you can't dress like that, you can't smile, this is thrash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's kind of what Schmier's thing is, is like, you know, uh, some people just don't have a sense of humor and don't get the joke, just like there's people who fucking hate Steel Panther. You, you know, it, it's like, for, they're first-class musicians, but they're having fun, you know, yeah. fuck it, man, have fun, laugh, you know. Exactly. But uh, I need to check that one out, because I... I'm familiar with, with, with some tankard, but it's one and dude, I've got I've got probably thirty or forty tankards. Like between like I've got all kinds of like single releases and EPs and all this shit. And I, I need to delve deeper into that because uh, I like what I've heard, man. It's just fun. dude, how can you not like German alcoholics, man, singing about booze, especially me, you know? Fucking that's made for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a band. Uh, if you like thrash, you should definitely look into them. If you like thrash and beer, oh man, you're missing out if you never heard Tankard. Yeah. Six 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 pack. Yes. Uh, next one, man, was album. I mean, had a big impact on me, and it was, you know, if you want to get technical, the first hard rock band that I saw, and that's Tesla, put out their debut, Mechanical Renaissance, and. Uh, Man, I got this one right off the get-go. And Tesla is one of the, You want to talk about a band unfairly, you know, lumped in with the hair metal shit. Uh, it's Tesla, because Tesla never dressed pretty, man. They just came out in fucking blue jeans and fucking t-shirts and uh, just wrote great hard rock songs. I mean, uh, to, you know, they weren't metal. They were a hard rock band. And they had ballads that I thought were very good for ballads. I love me some Tesla ballads. I think they do it very well uh, because I think they're well-written songs. Uh, and, and they seem sincere. Uh, Jeff uh, Keith, man, what a fucking vocalist. Uh, the, the whole band's fucking solid. And, man, you know, to, to be a 13-year-old kid and, you know, the, the, the Alice Cooper show opened up, you know, Tesla comes out and... Uh, Wow, you know, modern day cowboy, little Susie's on the up, you know, easy come, easy go. Um, they were another one of those bands. I don't think Tesla ever put out uh, a bad album. And another thing that they did that they never get fucking credit for, but they started, for better or for worse, they started the whole unplug shit. You know, it was after Tesla that, okay, everybody jumped on the bandwagon. That was a huge bandwagon in the early 90s. I mean, every artist, classic rock artist, current artist, everybody was doing this unplugged shit. 
And it all started with Tesla doing fucking signs and then the five man acoustical jam EP. Uh, and, and, but, you know, oh, it's, it's not cool to give them credit because they're a hair band. Bullshit. They were never a hair band. They were a cl- classic, traditional hard rock band. Well, do you know why MTV started doing those unplugged episodes? Because of Tesla. No. Okay, why? Because of a real hair band. Uh, on one of those um, uh, VMA shows, uh, Bon Phoney and Richie, Richie Sambora came out and did an unplugged set. And uh, they, they start, they, that's what inspired the whole unplugged episode thing. So they be- actually kicked it off. But I think Tesla was the first one to actually have a hit out of it. Because that was just a live performance, you know what I mean? Fuck Bon Jovi. Yeah. Exactly. But I had to bring that up because I already saw fucking, um, you know, I saw fucking uh, Stephen Kirsch punching his computer going, no, it's Bon Jovi. Ah, oh, uh, fuck that. I, it's I, fucking Tesla. I love this album. Um, I, I remember uh, Modern Day Cowboy on, on MTV. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, these guys are like jeans and T-shirts, too. I mean, back then, only thrash bands were doing jeans and t-shirts this this band did not have one of those those you know uh glammy images yeah and this is a year before fucking guns and roses and yeah. another thing to remember you know appetite came out in 87 but it didn't hit till 88 you know this is 86 and this came out and while everybody was all foo-foo and frilly these guys got ripped jeans and regular fucking t-shirts and looked like every other fucking metal they look like metal fans but they just played traditional hard rock, man. And I that's- can't remember what song it was. I think it may have been Patience. Um, there was some dude that worked for Geffen because they were both on the same label saying that Guns N' Roses blatantly ripped that off from Tesla. Something off. I think it was Patience or something like that. Um, but yeah, this album, man, Coming At You Live, Easy Come, Easy Go, uh, Rock Me To The Top, Changes is yeah. fucking amazing. Before My Eyes. What yeah. a great song, dude. Uh, yeah. And here's a little, here's a little uh, nerdy note for you. The song "Little Susie," which is a, a cover uh, of a band called PhD. Yes. Here, here's something very interesting. You know how uh, the Buggles, "Radio Kill the Radio Star," I mean, "Video Kill the Radio Star," right. is the very first video MTV ever showed. Right. The second one was PhD "Little Susie." No shit. Yeah, because wow, that the, that I had no idea. The reason I know that is because I think it was maybe the. 10th anniversary of MTV the whole day was the very first day of MTV and I taped it and the second video they showed was uh, Little Susie and that's the first time I heard that version I was like oh shit it's the Tesla that's, I didn't even know that was a cover you know <laughs> right. I was like oh shit Tesla did this song I thought that was a Tesla song but yeah that's, oh, the, yeah. Very, that's the second video MTV ever showed PhD's Little Susie and bass player Brian Wheat used to be married to Sandy Soraya Oh, she's hot. I, that band, Soraya. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not really my, my thing at the time when it came out, but when I saw uh, Jeff Tate's Queensryche do uh, uh, Operation Mindcrime and everything, uh, <laughs> she opened up and was amazing. I didn't know anything she fucking played, but it was good. I mean, she was really awesome, and the drummer on that tour... Uh, well, I mean, they switched drummers throughout the tour, but the show I saw, thank God, was Brian Tishy because it was between Brian Tishy and uh, 
and uh, Simon Wright. And, and I really don't really care for Simon Wright. Might be a nice guy, but I don't care for his drumming. But uh, anyway, so that's the one where I snuck my way backstage during the meet and greet, even though I didn't pay for it. And I was fucking wasted. And I'm talking to Brian Tishy, that killer dude, man. Super nice. And I was like, who was that chick who opened up? He's like, that was Sandy Soraya. I'm like, from that band Soraya? He goes, yeah. I was like, she was awesome. And I was so drunk about, like, five minutes later, I was like, who is that chick who opened up? And he looked at me like, wow, you're fucked up. <laughs> you know, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, I already asked you that, huh? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, then I was like, I'm going to go talk to Rudy Sarzo now. <laughs> I just embarrassed myself. Rudy Sarzo was awesome, by the way. So was Jeff Tate, even though I pissed him off. Rudy Sarzo is an awesome person for a Cuban. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, you know, but but he he, he won't tell you he's Cuban. You got to guess it, you know. Smart. <laughs> I, I fucked up. What, what a nice guy, though, man. And, and I, I was wearing cargo shorts that were loaded with CDs to get him signed. And, and I brought my mental health and he signed it. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. What a nice guy. What a gentleman. Oh, really, yeah, yeah, really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, he's the real deal. That's a, that and, dude is pure class. And I, I was just watching today, I was watching this documentary that came out last year on uh, Sam Kennison. And uh, there's a lot of interviews with Rudy Sarzo. And, and just so nice, so polite, such a cool dude. And I was just like, man, I am so lucky to have met that motherfucker that has played with so many people, been on so many fucking awesome albums. And you want to talk about somebody who could be a fucking dick. You know, because, I mean, look at all the fucking legendary shit he played on. You couldn't meet a more humble guy, more respectful of the fans. I would say he's probably number two under Zach Wilde as far as, like, the nicest, coolest people I've ever met. So, And, yeah. and, another, and another little side note from this, and you're going to love him more. I love him for this. Uh, you know the Guns N' Roses girl, right? No, oh, I hate that bitch. She hit on Rudy Sarzo and he deleted her from her Facebook while she was seeing me. Nice. Yeah, Rudy. Hell right yeah. Nah, you know, but I mean, I got to I got to commend him on that because if I was Rudy Sarzo, I would have banged the Guns N' Roses girl behind my back. Yeah, because that bitch was hot. I've Damn. Been fuck yeah. Now you understand what an idiot I was. Oh, yeah. I had, I, I, had, I, I had, you know, you got to admit, the reason I stuck with that girl so much was because a little fucky boy in my pants. All right, all right. Sorry, I was chugging a beer, but yeah, I totally agree with that. All right, the next one, uh, I'm not familiar with, but I remember when this shit came out because I did see a lot of ads for it, and that is Triumph Sport of Kings. What do you think about that one? Total sellout album. Uh, this was terrible. This is uh, their, uh, they buckled under the pressure of the record company, and Rick Emmett, you know, I, 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 he was on Eddie Trunk or something, somebody, like two, three years ago, and yeah, he was talking about, uh, they, they were coming down with pressure. I mean, it's not horrible. The next one I thought was even worse, surveillance. Right. But um, uh, this one, I mean, somebody's out there is okay. The single. Oh yeah, I know that. I like that song. I like. Yeah, that. yeah, that was okay. It was a single of the album, but I felt like this. Uh, it was very neutered. And uh, they brought in a lot of outside writers. Um, I don't own this one. I, I did see the tour, and it was the most amazing laser show I ever saw. That did you see the Doctor Feelgood tour? No. 
Okay, well, the Dr. Feelgood tour started with a laser show, and, and like, the, the Al Safin was a laser right, right. talking. Well, they ripped that off from these guys because this album was, like, in the late 80s, and it started the same way. It was a laser show, and, like, the laser turned into a king talking to people. This show was amazing, but this album was, I felt, was weak. You know, <laughs> you know everything before I loved it. Well, you know, you know, it's funny, and and for you listeners out there, I don't know what's going to air first. I got a feeling uh, this other album I'm about ready to talk to is going to air before you hear this. But we're going to review the live album by Triumph Stages. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at the set list, and uh, I, I I know the hits, you know, that with Triumph. That's about it. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the songs, and there's one, like, I can't wait for. I was like, oh, I love that song. I haven't heard it forever. And uh, it was Hold On. And I was like, and then I heard it. I was like, this ain't the fucking song. What am I thinking of? I was thinking of Kansas. <laughs> oh, hold on, baby. Baby, hold, hold on. on. Yeah, I was like, and I was waiting for that song to come on. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I love that song. Actually, I remember, uh, I could be, yeah, it must have been. Uh, you hated, because we did review Just the Game. And Is you that the hated, one yeah, that... you, it's on Just the Game, and I remember okay. you hating on this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I totally forgot because I haven't listened to that fucking album since we did the review. and But, but you know, so my mind felt like, I'm thinking in my head it was the fucking Kansas song. I was like, wait a minute, this ain't the song I'm thinking of. So I'm like Googling, hold on. And then it came up, I was like, Kansas? And then, then, then I, you know, I played that one. I was like, yeah, that's the song I like. <laughs> it was a Kansas song. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with this. But uh, but uh, hopefully you enjoy our Triumph episode that you may or may not have heard yet. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm pretty sure it's going to be up before this. Yeah. All right, well, the next one is something I really, really love. And I had no idea about this band. Never even fucking heard of them uh, till their lead singer joined Accept. And then I went back and checked it out. I was like, Mr. X, hook me up with this band with a stupid fucking name. But this, the, you know, but this fucking new uh, Accept album is so awesome. I got to check out what else this guy did. And I'm talking about T.T. Quick. Holy shit, was this some good metal. Oh, yeah. And we're talking about, it's their second album, I believe. Or is it their first? First. I believe oh. it's their first. Medal I, of Honor. They had an EP before this. Okay, because I, I, I know I've got uh, two of the, uh, yeah, an EP and then Sloppy Seconds is the second one. Oh, I guess, and then they put one out in 2000, I have no idea about, called Ink. I have that one, too. That one's good. But holy shit, you know? And and then I remembered in hindsight, I had heard of this band because the guitar player was the guitar teacher, was one of the guitar teachers and heroes of uh, Zach Wilde. That is true. Because they, th this band was legendary in New Jersey. But it never transcended, you know. They, you know, they were big there. You know, like being big in Japan, they were big in Jersey, you know. Which exit, uh, <laughs> you know? But uh, oh my God, when I listen to this album, holy shit, dude! You want to talk about some great traditional metal, great uh, musicianship, great fucking singing, 
man, a lost masterpiece that nobody I knew heard anything about this band. Were you aware of them when they came out, or did you discover them years later? Shit, I've owned Medal of Honor since like maybe a year or two after its release. No shit, uh, okay. Because of the album cover and the title, Medal of Honor. I saw oh, great it. album cover, by the way, too. Yeah, and I said, oh man, this looks good. And oh yeah, I've always, uh, Medal of Honor has been one of my favorites forever. I, I absolutely love this album. When I heard uh, he, uh, Mark Dernillo joined Accept, I said, oh, that makes so much sense. His voice would go really good with them, you know. But I had no idea they were going to be that good, you know. When I heard Blood of the Nation, that to me was the best album of 2010. Fucking great album. Oh, God, so good. So fucking good. Perfectly done. And it's one of those albums that's long but still good. And, and, and I, when, when I first heard about it, too, you know, you think about bands where you think, like, how, how do you replace Udo Dirkschneider? You know, like, there is no replacing Udo Dirkschneider. But I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll give it a listen just for, to laugh. And when I heard, you know, the title track, I think I heard it on Eddie Trunk. And I was like, holy fuck! Holy shit, shit, the laugh is on me. Yeah, no, dude, I was like, okay. And then, and then I went God and it. Just amazing. And I, I like every album they've done with him. Some I like more than others, but I think every album is solid. But yeah. none of them match up to Blood of the Nations, of course. But we're talking about T.T. Quick and Medal of Honor. And, and I really suggest, man, if you like this shit, go back and check out this album. Because this is traditional fucking metal. No bullshit here. No frilly fucking crap. Just good, honest-to-God heavy metal. Uh, and it sounds so good, you would swear it came out like two or three years earlier. <laughs> you know, because it's almost, it's too good for 86 you know, as far as traditional metal, you know what I mean? Right. But but you can you can hear their influences, and you can hear that that's the 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 genre of metal they know and love. And oh man, you know, and it reminds me another. Uh, and even though I I think TT Quick I would say is better, but another band that kind of reminds me of that that I never got till years later is Icon. Uh. You know, I, I love Icon, and that was another one that totally I missed the boat on that. Never even heard of them until years later. But man, go just go back. It's just good fucking metal, good hard rock. Love it. First, the first Icon's amazing. The second one is so respected by everybody. I don't get it myself. They totally change your sound and it's total AOR. You might like it. it's called Night of the Crime. People, I got it. I got it. I haven't oh. listened to it, but I got it. Dude, people swear by that album. People like respect that album more than the first. I'm like, nah, man. To me, it's all well, about you, the first you, album. I think you were listening to my radio show the other week when I played. Yeah, you, you played oh, Killing Machine. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. Uh, yeah, and that was awesome. That was a request. Somebody's like, "How about some Icon?" I was like, "Oh yeah, okay. I'm playing the first album because I know that one. Love it." All right, the next one. Yes, I'm skipping over that piece of shit, fifty-one fifty. Yeah, what you gotta, a, you gotta pay for us to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that noise. All right, I'll go to the next one. That scumbag, Vinnie Vincent. Oof. Oh man, we had Robert Fleischman on the show, and uh, nice I reviewed, guy. Yeah, nice I, guy. I reviewed this album. I wasn't, I wasn't nice. I made a lot of fun. I made more fun of the singing than Vinnie Vincent, even though I did make fun of Vinnie Vincent's guitar master, masturbatory guitar solos, but. Uh, it was it was tough. It was tough to like this and 
And then Robert Fleischman wrote me laughing, saying, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but, uh, have you ever listened to Invasion, Vinny Vincent's Invasion? Yeah, I did. It, and, and this is one of those, like, I'm surprised I never bought it back in the day because, uh, you know, such a kiss fucking nut swinger. I did buy the second one, All Systems Go. Oof. But I, I shit, I, I like that one better than this. Uh, really? Oh, I yeah. Like this, I like this one better than that one. Uh, I hate this album. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm not a huge fan of All Systems Go either, but I like it better than this. Uh, but it's one of those, like, oh, it's a cult classic. You know, people love it now. It's a great, you know, misunderstood album. I've always thought, aside from, like, I like Boys Are Gonna Rock and Out in the Streets. But other than that, I thought it was fucking horrible. And I, I, I yeah, I thought Fleischman's vocals suck. And what really sucks is to find out later, he's actually a very good singer. Yeah, yeah, they made him sing that way. Yeah, and, and I can't stand it, but so many people sing the praises of this album, and I do not get it. Because to me, this is like totally like sixth tier fucking cock rock. I mean, there's some okay guitar shit, man, but there is, uh, there's more filler, I'll call it wood putty, that's how much fucking filler, or fucking call it Bondo, Vinny Vincent's Bondo, you know, this, uh, this is not a great fucking album, there's a couple of okay songs, and a lot of, and even like the one song, I remember when we had him, uh, that that Robert Fleischman's like, oh, you gotta admit, that's a good song, and I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, that is, I think that's a good song. See, the thing about Vinnie Vince's Invasion first album, I think there's many good songs on there that oh. that 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 were ruined by the vocals and the guitar playing. But there's some good structured songs. I, I really like No Substitute. I think that's the one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is he that likes, the one he said? I, I I think that yeah. I can't I, I, stand I, that song. I, I like that song. I liked Animal. I like Tw- Twisted. Is probably my favorite on there. Uh, and uh, back on the streets, like you said, that one's good. But I, yeah, I, then, then there's like let's make love and baby old uh, and shit like that. It's like terrible. I, I think the only one, the only, I, I, you know, I'm looking at the top tracks now because I've only heard this a couple times. I have it on vinyl because somebody just gave it to me. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I think back on the streets and boys are gonna rock are the only ones I'm like. I, I, just, I, I think it's really like this is like some danger danger level fucking shit you know and the guitar shit while there might be some technical shit it's so fucking it's stupid yeah it's stupid dude too it's o- too over the top it, it's stupid shit you know and yeah there's all this big drama you know about the Vinnie Vincent not showing up and you know like we talked about earlier you know I told Ralph I'm like man I don't think I want to pay to meet this guy because I, I just really don't care I love what he did in Kiss you know he was great when he has restraints but left to his own devices, this is what you get. I'm not fucking impressed. Pass. Fuck this fucking, fucking Caitlyn Jenner motherfucker. Ugh. He he gives fucking transgenders a bad name. Yeah, fucking, like me. Let's talk about a good band, Voivod. Oh my god, my favorite Voivod album was released in 1986. Oh really? This is your favorite? Roar. Yeah, dude. This nice. album is god. Uh. Fuck off and die, uh, slaughtered in the grave. Oh, what else is on there? Thrashing, thrashing rage. I think's on that one. Yeah, it's on there. Um, build your weapons. Ripping heartaches, dude. This album is so good. You know, Voivod is a very technical, out there band, 
this this album is kind of like a, the, if you want to hear the most straightforward Voivod album, it's this one. Even though it does go out there here and there, but yeah. this is the most thrashiest, fucking like just pummeling, fucking amazing fucking album. And unfortunately, I did not have this in 1986. It's many years later I heard this going. Wow, what a great fucking Voivod album! And goddamn, rest in peace, Piggy man. You want to talk about a talent? Yeah, I I, awesome. I I need to go back and listen to this one. I think it's like I, I knew later date Voivod, and I think I went back and listened to War and Pain, and I wasn't feeling it at the time. But again, you know, like I've said on many episodes, there's a lot of times I just put weird shit on while I'm doing stuff around the house, and it didn't grab me. Uh, you you know, my first uh, you know Voivod album that I knew was uh, fucking. Uh, Nothing face, I think. Yeah, great one. That's a great yeah, one. nothing face. Man, yeah, yeah, g- great cover of Astronomy Domain was yeah, awesome. Awesome, awesome. And cover. I'll tell you an album that a lot of people shit on, but I actually enjoyed was Angel Rat. Yeah, I like that one too. I, I mean, that, it, it's that one's different. very odd. That yeah, one's, it, it's ve- like. it's very different, but I enjoy. But Voivod's one of those weird bands, man. They have a lot of different sounding albums, man. Yeah. Uh, but I was very lucky to see them, and uh, I think you were there when they played Ozfest when Newstead was on bass with them. I missed it. I didn't oh, see you weren't at that, or you just missed Voivod? No, I didn't, I wasn't at that. Oh yeah, I was. Oh, uh, they they were on the second stage. And that's I, another great album, the one with Voivod. Uh, Jason joined them. Yeah. I forgot the name of that one, but that's a good album. Oh yeah, but uh, Voivod, man, I'm fucking. Uh, even the stuff that I don't get into, I respect, man. I mean, because they're just so fucking out there and, and so different. And uh, I would recommend anybody who, you know, hopefully, because when you hear this, you're going to hear songs in the background and, and or you hear the passion and how we talk about them that encourages you to go check them out. Even if you check out, you know, Roar and you don't get that, check out some other Voivod albums because they're so different. And they have different lineups and different, you know, different eras and stuff. But I think there's something for everybody with Voivod. As long as you got an open mind, I, I think you'd be very uh, pleased with them. And I'm just glad they're still around, you know, and they still keep trucking. And uh, fucking A, I love Voivod. And, and in the in the 90s, uh, Snake wasn't in the band. Right, right. And they had uh, this guy that played bass and sang. Right. And they released an album called Phobos. Yes, it's so good, and I saw them. They played this place called Club Q, uh, and uh, there wasn't many people there. And me and the bass player were uh, smoking weed and talking Merciful Fate all night. Really nice guy, but uh, but then Snake came back, which was cool, and because uh, I love Snake, you know. Right. I, I loved Piggy, man. I mean, I was so bummed, you know. I mean, I knew he was dying because he had brain cancer for a right. while. And I was like, oh, poor Piggy, you know? And then when he died, it was like, really did hurt. Because, you know, I, I, I am a good, I am a big Voivod fan. I, I, I love Voivod. There's a lot yeah. of bands I don't talk about on this podcast that I'm huge fans of. And Voivod's definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing is, and, and Piggy said he wanted them to go on. Yeah. He's like, he's like, don't stop. So I'm glad they're still going on. I think, oh, yeah. I think they're working on a new album right now. And uh, so, I mean, that was his wishes. Don't stop Voivod, keep it going on. And, of course, everybody misses him. But, uh, 
you know, I, I don't judge them. I don't think they're definitely not doing it for the money because Voivod never made it big. They're doing it because they have a passion for music, and that's yep. that means everything to me. You and know? they have a really strong underground fan base too. Yeah, I mean, especially in Canada where they're from, and they're they're French Canadian. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the worst of all Canadians. <laughs> and I'm uh, a racist. Yeah, I'm just hey, I'm no Trump. I love Canada. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm glad that I'm glad they're still going, and I hope to get a chance to see him again, man. Fucking hey, boy, Bob. Yeah. Our, we already talked about Wasp inside Electric Circus, so. Yes. Uh, check out that episode and check out what I have to say about Mantronic. Uh, the next one uh, True Steel Warlock. You ever heard this one? Yes, I have. I love this album. Yeah. Fight for Rock, Speed of Sound, Midnight in China. Uh, what else is on there? The title track's really cool. Uh, man, I love Doro Pesh. I, I love, I love her stuff in uh, Warlock. Warlock to me was the best shit. Because oh yeah, it was more of a band effort. You know that Hellbound was great, and uh, what was the other one? Burn the Witch was awesome. Yeah, was, Burn the Witches. Yeah. But but my favorite is the last one, Triumph and Agony. Triumph and Agony. Yeah. That one's the shit. But but I love uh, this one's awesome. This is actually my first Warlock album because this is the first time I ever heard of Warlock was. The video for Fight for Rock, and I was like, "Ooh, man, this little hot blonde can sing, man!" And I dig the band, you know. Right. And I bought the album, and I was like pleasantly surprised how metal it is, you know. Oh yeah, and, and that—that's the thing with Doro, man. I mean, yeah, she's a hot piece of ass. This woman lives and breathes fucking metal. She's the queen it, of metal, yeah, not yeah. Rita Ford. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. There is nothing poser about fucking Doro Pesh. Nope. She is. She is all, even though she's done some stuff that was a little bit more commercial, there's nothing poser about her, man. She is all about heavy metal. And, uh, you know, my, like most people, you know, all we are, you know, uh, was my first exposure, man. And I thought that not only was, you know, was a video I wanted to jack off to, it was a great fucking song. But when you go back, and it took me years to go do it, because even though I loved it, I never bought it. Uh, you know, till years later. But if you go back and you check out all the, you know, the other Warlock albums, it's metal as fuck, man. Yeah. It's 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 traditional metal. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, what's that out? Yeah, Triumph and Agony or whatever. Uh, the one that. Uh, yeah, that's the last one, Warlock. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one with all we are. But I'm saying that one's a little bit more commercial. But you go back to the old one, like this one, True as Steel. It's traditional fucking metal, man. And, and it's oh, man, good shit. Man, come for Agony, I, think, I don't think it's that commercial at all. Actually. I think it's just as heavy as everyone before. Like, East meets West, uh, I ruled, I rule the ruling. Yeah, but, you know, like all, all we are is, is a catchy kind of I mean, song. Yeah, that, that would probably be the only one. But I still feel that song is more, you know, it has a commercial feel. But I think it's a very heavy metal song. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's. I mean that's like you know, D. Snyder would have killed to write that song. <laughs> you know that that's definitely like you know that fist in the air. You know, uh, fucking positive fucking metal. But uh, yeah, and, I, and what a great, kind soul, Doro Petri. Oh yeah, she is so. The last time I saw her was at the Culture Room, dude. Never, you never go see a song a show at the Culture Room where the main act like finishes a set and 
doesn't even go and fucking wash off or nothing. She just walked right off the stage into the crowd, like before anybody left, oh, yeah. to thank all of us individually. Awesome, yeah. awesome. I, I read like a really cool interview with her where, uh, uh, you know, she's like, no, I never got married. She goes, I'm married to metal. Yeah. You know, that's all. And, you know, there was rumors that, uh, you, you know, she had a little thing with Dave Mustaine. And there's a, a thing about like uh, she was kind of fucking around with Jeff Young. And that's why he got thrown out of fucking Megadeth, uh, you know, because he was flirting with her, too. But, uh, you know, it, it don't matter. She, yeah, she happens to be hot, but she loves metal. And uh, that's her life, dude. And I respect that so much. And she lives in Joycey. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Actually, she I believe she lost her house during Hurricane Sandy. Oh, man. The, the same one that uh, Sebastian Bach lost his house. Right. But I think, I think even after that, she stayed in, she stayed in Jersey. And uh, she's she's just a metal chick, man. That deserves your respect. I mean, yeah, she's hot, she's hot, but she's more than that, dude. She's a metal chick, dude. She's yeah. and, she and is the real deal. And so grateful. She's kind of like how Dio was with the fans, you know. Right. And I did see her perform with Dio once. I mean, yeah, were, I, that that's the same tour I saw. That yeah, was, she came was, out and did "Long Live Rock and Roll." It was it was Doro, Ingve, and Dio. Yeah, the, and it was a magic tour. Yeah, Doro came up and did Wrong Live Rock and Roll with Ronnie. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, the next one is another amazing female. Uh, released her second solo album, Commander of Chaos, Wendy O. Williams. You know this one? Uh, let me look at this one. Uh, I'm not as uh, familiar with I know her cover of Jailbait. And that's about yeah, it. Up she one. does Ain't None of Your Business, which was written by, you know, uh, is that Vinny? Vicky Vincent. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. Oh. You are correct, sir. Uh, this one, uh, it, I do like this album a lot. Uh, she tried to go a little more thrash, a thrash era, you know, with pedal to the metal, going wild, uh, fuck that booty. <laughs> I love that one. And uh, of course, the, the, the cover to Jailbait. Um, Ain't None of My Business is a great song too Which again, it's a testimony how incredibly talented Vicky Vincent is as a song Well, writer. well, I, 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 uh, I don't I know he wrote a song on Wow But on this, song. On, on this one it says Gene Simmons penned this song Well, maybe Gene, like, I don't know but I know White, White washed it? Probably because it's on the Wow album And Vinnie Vincent got credit on that you know? Ah, so yeah, it is kind of odd, but uh, yeah, this album's great. Uh, it's yeah, more yeah. It gives, I'm sorry. It, it says Simmons, Eric Carr, and Vinnie Vincent on on the notes for Wow. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and Wow is the lost Kiss album. You know, everybody play everybody that was a member of Kiss up to that point played on that album except for for uh, Peter Chris. Uh, Paul Stanley does rhythm. Eric plays drums on a song. Ace Fraley does a guitar solo. Vinny Vincent plays on Ain't None of Your Business. And Gene was uh, Reginald Van Housing, uh, was what he called himself. The bass player on most of those songs was Reginald Van Housing, but it was actually Gene Simmons. Because that's, that's the name Gene Simmons would use in the 70s when he would check into hotels when Kiss was on tour. Yeah. And uh, he produced that album. And I'm sure it had something to do with because 
the plasmatics opened the creatures of the night tour when I saw it. And I'm sure maybe that's how they got involved. But, uh, oh man, I, you know, I miss Wendy O. And that's a person, you know, that she was just such, she was so real. And it's, you know, and sometimes you think, you know, like, you know, suicide is a terrible thing. But I think in some cases, like Wendy O. Williams, it was like, hey, you know what? I just want to check out. You know, and I think in her case of her suicide, I don't think it was depression or anything. She just like, she was a free spirit. It's like, hey man, I live my life as I want to. Well, no, it said she suffered from depression very bad. Okay, there, my bad. And never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I loved her, man. I loved Wendy O. She was so cool and never got to meet her. The only time I ever saw her was with the plasmatics. The one they opened for Kiss when I didn't know who they were. Reform School Girls. Oh, what a movie that is. I saw that in the theater. Me too. I saw it at the drive-in. <laughs> and I own I own the, the DVD. I, I, I want to get that vinyl. Is there a vinyl for that soundtrack? Because I love that title track. I'll look it up. It's such a good album. I mean, good song. And uh, yeah, she's awesome. And she did porn. Um, yeah, so uh, you she can She did? See it. Is that on the internet? Yes. Uh, here's the funny thing, because I did research, because I love porn. Right. I did research on Wendy O. Williams, her porn years, and she's only only credited in one porn movie, but I have a movie where she's fucking a real famous porn star from back, uh, Harry Reams. Oh, okay. On a beach, but the only one that they credit her for, and you can see it on Xtube or wherever, you know, you can just right. write in Wendy O. Williams. It's, it's not actually her getting fucked or anything. She's on the gong show shooting ping pongs out of her pussy. That's hot. That's the only thing, you know, that's the only thing she's credited for when I went to, I think it's called IBM or whatever, IMB or whatever. Uh, they only credit her one, but I have I, somewhere, I know I have it somewhere on VHS, her fucking uh, Harry Reams on a beach. Oh, damn, I'm looking up on my porn site and all it shows is clips from Reform School Girls. <laughs> Well, I'll find you the clip because I saw it. I saw it, you know, I saw it on, uh, what, X Hamster maybe? I don't know. Uh, I'll have to check X Hamster. Yeah, it's there. It's there. You can see it. Anyway, so uh, Whiplash, Power, and Pain. Now, here's another one I would put up. I mean, what a year, man. I'd put that up as one of the greatest thrash albums ever, yeah. too. And when I first said 86, you're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I was thinking of my gods, Ozzy, Priest, right. Maiden, you know, they disappointed me. But yeah, look at all this other stuff. And and the Wasp album I wasn't too keen on either. No, there's a lot of crap. I see 5150, Vinnie Vince's Invasion. It's not all fucking, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, honey. Change <laughs> of address. <laughs> Come on, that was a terrible year for a lot of bands. But, uh, oh, power and pain. But you see, 1986 was a great year for Thrash. Right. And Power and Pain is an, a fucking um, one of the greatest thrash albums you'll ever fucking hear. If you I need, I need, I have it, and I've never listened to it. Oh, is that album good? And uh, I had dinner with Whiplash on the on the on the cruise. Uh, I was wearing a Whiplash shirt, and uh, they 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 all just barged into my table. I was with this girl, my my friend Elsie, and then all of them were like, "Hey, man, sit here." I was like. And I just pointed out my shirt. I go, you're fucking whiplash. Of course you can sit here. And, oh, man, what a great band. First time I ever saw them was on the on the cruise. And, uh, and you know, something I, I glossed over, or I forgot to mention, when we were talking about Tankard, Tankard was on the same cruise. So the first night when Tankard was playing, Venom was playing at the same time. 
So then I saw the next time Tanker was going to play was at 2 in the morning at the pool deck. So I said, fuck it. I got to see Venom, man. I love Tanker, but I'll catch him on the pool deck. I got so drunk that night, I ended up missing Tanker. I was there in the pool deck, passed out on a fucking beach chair. Oh, shit. Playing. And then the next day, I was in the bathroom, and there's a singer of Tanker peeing in the sink. Nice. They live it, man. <laughs> I love that. All right. All right. All right. All right. So you haven't heard Power and Pain. No, I need to check that out. But there you have it. That is our uh, 1986 year in review. And some of these albums you'll never hear us talk about again. And some will be future episodes. I hope Whiplash is one of them. Hey, I, I would, uh, there are there's many albums on here that I'd love to do. I mean, think about it. We've never done Peace Cells. We've never done fucking Peace of Mind. We haven't done Master Puppets yet. There, there, there's but all, we did all the cure. Of, but we did the cure. Thank you, Nate Atchison. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Bushy. Yeah. Hey, thank Trump. He's a Trump supporter. <laughs> but I like that album. Even Trump hates the cure. <laughs> Only because they're from Britain. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this, and there are going to be many more year interviews to come along. This is only our second. You know, now we're in our fourth year of existence. This is our only second year in review, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Spoiler alert! Next one. Next one's 1935. Oh yes. Yeah. I love me some Cab Calloway. Yeah, we gotta get. We gotta go. Yeah, we gotta. Uh, we gotta talk about that. Yeah. Heidi, Maybe. Heidi, Heidi, ho. Oh, I'll never forget when I bought that the day of the release back in 1935. Yes, it was on a 78. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to the plugs. Ear Peeler, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear. Go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K. 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans. This is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I... Look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten. And we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday exclusively on YouTube. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault on Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. 
We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the Mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure. Only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... You'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. This is Ian Wadley, Wadzilla from Wadzilla's World. Do you want to hear the greatest, most eclectic show on the internet? Show up for the best in hard rock, heavy metal, classic rock, funk, soul, and anything else I deem necessary. Wadzilla World, only on Cranium Radio, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Be here or be a bitch. Welcome to the best fucking show you'll ever hear in your life. Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, The Dr. Fuck Show. Yes, tune in here at that metal station for the Dr. Fuck Show. I've been doing this show right here for years. And the chat room's always packed. The jams are always playing. And yeah, you may get a rant every freaking week from me. Fuck, not freaking. I don't want to say freaking. I mean fucking. So join me and my lunatics that are let out of the asylum here on that metal station. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday nights. Join me. Let's lose our fucking minds. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, come back in the future. When we do another year, what year is it going to be? I don't fucking know. You don't fucking know. But you know what? We're going to make it entertaining. That's next year on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Skitter, skitter, skilly, bop. <laughs>